Good evening, everybody. Brandon Hassler here with Paxton Gray and Jacob Perry to my right. We're here at Silicon Slope Studio, negative 27 outside. Oh, boy. It's going to be a cold one, but don't worry. We're going to warm it up inside right here, right now. <laughs> yes. Oh, dude, Brandon, we've been doing this for five years, what and that's the, the first time I've heard you what give like, a, le- like a le- legit intro to this you, show. Uh, you, it's the music. You picked the was wrong it career, the man. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be an announcer. That's dope. That was so good. <laughs> so good. So if you haven't guessed already, uh, this is Below the Fold. Welcome back. It's been uh, several months since our last episode, but we're going to start this one off with a little Super Bowl conversation. We've talked Super Bowl in the past. Uh, we're going to be talking about the commercials. We're going to be ta- talking about marketing and and uh, and how you market the Super Bowl in a way that gets you RO- ROI. And the the short answer is you don't get ROI. Ooh, Brandon disagrees. Oh, that's, a, that's a debate. I think some commercials absolutely. Yeah, I actually money just, down the drain. I read something today that eighty seven percent of companies don't even do it for ROI. Sure. I guess it depends on how you're defining ROI. I mean, I think it would be impossible for Budweiser to say how much money they made because of a Super Bowl ad. Yeah, I well, yeah, I don't think they'd be able to get exact numbers, but I think they should be able to tell. You know, based on uh, these numbers, uh, after after the Super Bowl, we saw a pretty significant spike in beer sales that immediately went down four days later. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, so uh, Super Bowl 52 just happened this past Sunday. Uh, we're going to be, I mean, I mean, it's Thursday right now, so we're already a few days after. Yep. Uh, a lot of these commercials come out beforehand, so maybe next year we come out with the episode prior to the Super Bowl even coming out. Did any of you watch the commercials during the Super Bowl? I did. Yes. Uh, I, yeah, I did. I totally did. In fact, uh, why, don't we, why don't we start with the commercials? And then we'll move into the marketing side. So giving context to what commercials we may or may not be talking about. So starting with, uh, uh, so USA Today, they do, they, ha- they own what's called uh, AdMeter. Have you guys heard of AdMeter? It's been out since 1982, I think. They've been doing AdMeter, which does live, I mean, it's live now. I don't know if it was live back in the 80s, but uh, it does live surveys during the commercials and ends up ranking the commercials that perform at least from a like they rank best to worst commercials based on the surveys that they get from from their live uh surveyors have you heard of it ad what I did have i call not. it ad meter ad meter so uh before we get into ad meter why don't we uh just go around real quick and i want to hear what your favorite commercials were Brandon, uh, I have a number of them, but you, know, you, you want my number one? No, give me, give me like. I, I mean, Wait, do I want to go have first. Listed? I want to go first because oh, I only have one. Oh, you have one. I just don't want to get taken. Can I guess? <laughs> it's going to be taken. Yeah, guess. Okay, I'm going to guess it. Guess it, away. it was the no rocket Pax. rocket mortgage. No, he's going to pick something stupid like killing Mister Peanut. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, uh, Google. Yeah, Google. Loretta. Google. That was my favorite. That was, Number one favorite. That was great. So what what'd you like about it? Just that it was it gave you the feels or it, what? No, no, no. I mean, that's great. Uh, it focuses on the features of the product. I'm sorry. It it uh, makes people aware of the features of the product without focusing on the features. 
It focuses entirely on the human using the product and their experience, and the features has become kind of secondary to that experience. Uh, I think they are doing a, a they do a great job of understanding uh, who who they their market is, and um, yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. I think I think a lot of Super Bowl commercials are guilty of just merely being entertaining. Um, and not incorporating their product into it. Right. And then others I've seen are guilty of only talking about their product and not at all connecting with people. And I thought that commercial was a perfect balance between the product and, and the people using that product. And yours, your favorite was Google as well. Yep. Um, yeah. Just, I, that, that commercial should be shown in like ad classes in college because it's exactly what you want where you can tell a story that the audience connects with, and you're telling it actually using your product, which is, I mean, contrast that with something like Doritos, the Cool Ranch one I know you liked uh, previous to the show with, uh, what's the guy's name? Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, you know, it's the dancing mustache and stuff. And you're watching <laughs> that. It's entertaining. You're like, well, what does this have to do with Doritos? Oh, Cool Ranch. Okay, I see the tie-in. But that's it. Like, they kind of find, like, how do we tie this into our product? Whereas Google, like, they use their product to tell a story, and so yeah. it's just it, the, the product was central. And there was a couple other ones that I thought did really well with that that we can go over later. But that's what I loved. It was so simple, and you know, every including myself, everybody was trying out that feature. Like, remember this? I didn't know this was a feature of yeah of of, of Google Assistant where you can just like remember this about this. But now I can say like, what, tell me about this person, and it just starts listing out all these things for me, which is really really cool. Well, fun fact about that commercial I looked up. So it was inspired by an 85-year-old grandpa of an employee who worked at Google who apparently was using a Google Assistant to look up photos and stuff of his... Recently um, deceased wife. Deceased wife. And the voiceover is that grandpa that the commercial was inspired by. So they didn't hire a voice actor. It was the actual guy that... Is, so does that make it, you it like it even more? I think it, was, it makes the commercial... It already felt very authentic. But then knowing that, it's like, that was a really authentic commercial. Like They didn't even hire out a voiceover guy... The, the grandpa that inspired it, they brought him in and recorded, and it just was perfect. So I thought it was a really good commercial. So uh, so did a lot of other people. It ranked in the top five on AdRank for most enjoyable, or I, I don't know what metric they're, they're measuring, uh, but the, the, uh, in the top five, uh, where do you think it landed? Uh, I mean, number, number one. Number two. Number top. three. It was number three. Boom. I know who's going to get number one. Do you? I bet. My guess is Jeep. Jeep got number one. Yeah. That was really? also a really good one. It was really good. Uh, that was with Bill Murray. It was the Groundhog's Day one. That's right. Have you guys seen that movie? I have. Yes. Multiple times. Um, I thought, yeah. I mean, Super Bowl fell on Groundhog Day. So kudos to the team for putting that those two and two together. Um, I thought it was cool how they worked him into old footage of the movie. Um, and yeah, it was just perfect. It, again, it was one of those things where they did a really good job at tying in the product where he wakes up every day. He's excited because he knows there's a Jeep out there. He gets to take, did go they use old footage area. or did they reshoot? Some of it was reshot. So the guy that like holds the grant, uh, he's all, the, he's also the same guy that's in like yeah, the Christmas vacation. They, you could tell that was, that's all new stuff that they shot him in. But, uh, Ned. The- I thought like the Ned, guy, I like, thought hey. The, I thought the Ned guy was. Uh, he looked really new. young, and like it was the same angles and everything. So I'm pretty sure they just worked that in. So like they just dubbed him in. Can we pull that up again? I'll need to look at the behind the scenes of that one. But again, <laughs> great 
job at tying in the actual product where Jeep's setting that message that come, you, know, you get to explore the world when you have a Jeep. You can't do that in your Honda Civic, go to some of these really cool areas of the world. Yeah. So at least that's what they want you to do. I did believe. like that one. I did like it. Uh, I, I, in fact, the Jeep Gladiator, I think is the coolest Jeep that's ever come out, which is the Jeep that was featured. Uh, I wonder how much Bill Murray made for that because you know, there were, the, the, whatever agency pulled that off was not the first agency to approach him about like, oh, it's Groundhog Day. Like, we should do a Groundhog Day. So he either like mm. picked that because he liked the story the best or Jeep just shoveled a lot of money to get him because it was just him on that commercial where I'm sure other people thought of the whole connection of like, we got to get Bill Murray to do a Groundhog Day cameo. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. Because it's not that hard to tie it together. Yeah, like I looking guess at the true. day, it's like the only movie in the world about Groundhog's Day is that one. So naturally, you kind of go to Bill Murray. So here, here, so Jeep, I, I think you're right. They deserve the number one spot. The number two spot, uh, Jeep does. Yeah, I love freaking. I, oh, I not Google. I would still say, oh man, Google's number one, Jeep number two, in my preference. Well, here's the thing: is is the reasons both of you guys gave for Google being the number one had to do with things associated with your career, things that you're looking at from an angle of, oh, they're they're incorporating the product, and but, but people who are watching the commercial who aren't in this field, they don't care about that. But from an execution standpoint, they did it with no celebrity. It was such yeah, a simple, think, simple content. What, well, that's what a thing, good way to, A good way to, to measure it without it being focused on our career would be if we could choose to be any one of those companies having aired any of the ads that they did, I would choose to be Google, like on the Google team. No, I would choose Walmart. That Why? commercial was, <laughs> was wasn't Walmart's? even the top of it was the one where they they it was just like last year they created the commercial for Walmart pickup where all the different like the the DeLorean from Back to the Future showed up and uh-huh. uh, they just had a bunch of different mo- it was a universal oh I do yeah, it was it was aliens I thought it was a bunch of different aliens from like different movies well so you're talking about this year's yeah yeah so it wasn't just they did have aliens like they had Mars attacks aliens they had Star Trek that but they also had uh, Bill and Ted, they had Ted show Oh, up. that's right. So it was just that's a right. bunch of universal, they just did the same thing with, with different universal characters. Yeah. Uh, and that and that was all, it had Men in Black, and I mean, it just was a mashup of all these. So last you're, year you're just measuring it based off of what's awesome? Like entertainment yeah. value? Just like, like Google, how cool it would be to, cre- how cool it, and fun it would be to create the commercial. Like creating the Google commercial, although listen, I'm not okay, coming at it, it sure. was good, but it's not, that wouldn't be fun to create. No, no, but I do think like the cost versus benefit is probably up there. Like, yeah, again, if not number one, people watching don't care about how much it costs. Like when I'm saying, yeah, r- but rank, what makes a good ad is not just that people like it; it's that it does its job. And I think Google's does the best job for what the cost probably is, which is make people aware of this new feature. Make them aware that, like, sure. make them feel and, like Google is yeah. a company that has their sure. back, and the cost for that production and, is and, very and low. I, and I think, I think that's like, it, I bet a lot of people are, will cite, like, oh, did you watch the Super Bowl? Yeah, what, what was your favorite ad? Oh, I love that one with Bill Murray, and he was like Groundhog Day. That was just hilarious. What company was that? Ah, I can't remember. Whereas everyone remembers, like, oh, that Google one. Like, yeah, I don't Google think it should so be ranked off of whether it. people enjoyed it or not. But yeah, entertainment value, I would give it to sure. The Bill Murray, the G, they did as much higher production. Right. People seem to like the Brian Cranston Mountain Dew one. That one was too weird. Was, I liked it. It was weird. Uh, because I love Brian Cranston. I love Mountain Dew. I love The Shining. Uh, 
what I but was, I wouldn't give it like a, any type no, of award. And it, it was, was like a fun little. Yeah, it, it was fun. It wasn't in the top five either. But the one that's in spot number two was Hyundai, and I kind of hated that commercial. Do you was remember this one? The... John Krasinski, uh, Chris, something or other. It's the one where it, they were using their New England accents. Smart Pack. Oh, uh, I did not see that one. I was gonna write that one down. So yeah, this one was at number two, right? Uh, right above. I thought Google, it was a good right ad. You. you liked it. I liked it. I, like, I'm a sucker for accents. Oh, okay, that, yeah, but like, he doesn't care which accent it is. He just likes if it's, if it's Boston or New York. He, li- he literally just came at me for not backing up Google because it was the the best. Blah blah blah. And he's just like, oh yeah, just we should accents. we should rank them all, all right? on accents. accents. Whichever one has the best accent. Well, everyone everyone in the Hyundai commercial, they're from New England, so uh, That's like their they, native native yeah. accent. Well, yeah, I mean they don't have those accents themselves, but. But they at least they come from from that region. Anyway, that was the thing is like smart smart pack. Ah, it's smart pack. It was just it was weird. It tied in though right to the price. Whenever anyone does a Boston accent, it's always I'm gonna go pack, pack the, the car. car. And so it's like let's take that and with the new feature that Hyundai has. That so is, it's one of those that, that it, is, it did yeah. a good job at and tying if it in the sticks, product. If it sticks, that becomes like a smart pack. Good good for Hyundai. What do you guys think of the, the tight ads? They were confusing. So they were supposed to be chronological. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't, get I didn't that. catch it. Yeah, that could well, have been I only, why. I only thought that because the last one that aired had him as an old man. Oh really? I felt like every commercial was like it almost had me laughing. Are like all like, those Ugh. all those brands are like owned by P and G or something? <laughs> yeah, and they know. had they had a few got mashups because they had that that mashup with with Dove and yeah, yeah. Uh, even 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 the Peanuts one had a mashup. Yes, yeah. Mr. Kool Aid's mm-hmm. tier. Well, not just Mr. Kool Aid, which by the way, wasn't Mr. Clean in there? Mr. Too? Clean Mr. was Clean. in there. Oh, it was yeah, just Mr. a bunch Clean of misters. Did I say Mr. Kool Aid? Oh wait, maybe that wasn't yeah, a I don't bunch think of misters. <laughs> or just Kool Aid. I was man. like, oh wait, did they get yeah, a bunch of people with Mister? It's Kool Aid, man. It's Kool-Aid, oh, man. Okay. Uh, yeah. So what were, what do you ask? Uh, if those Tide ads are like, are those all like P and G brands? Like, I don't even know if yeah, I don't P and G owns Tide, but I, I don't understand why Tide has such a huge presence at. In Super Bowl, Tide Pods. It's because last year, uh, or the year before, I can't remember, was that whole thing the with stain like one. the panic of people swallowing Tide Pods, and so oh. they had this like huge kind of PR thing to deal with, and so people were paying extra special attention when it was announced that they would be doing a Super Bowl ad, uh, and then it came out that uh, last year they ran a bunch of ads that looked like they were ads for something else. And then it turned out it was a tight ad, and and so they basically totally ignored the issue and and deflected, and so uh, and I think did a good job of changing the conversation really around Tide as a brand uh, into now that you know I think a lot of people think of them for these ads that they're running during the Super Bowl. So I think it's a mission accomplished, really. I mean I don't know what their sales numbers are like, but as far as public perception, people aren't really talking about swallowing Tide Pods anymore. Yeah, what's with that? Who's swallowing Tide Pods? I don't think that anyone like actually hoax, right? was doing it. I mean, I think you had your little kids that would get in and have an accident there, but uh, I think it was one of those things where the younger generation talked about doing it like jokingly, and then some some person in their 50s said, what, kids are doing this? And then it spread around that kids are are biting Tide Pods, and like it was never actually a thing. Uh, but it was just panicked like it was a thing. <laughs> you know, we could probably do an episode about that. 
like the the hoaxes or misconceptions. You think about Toyota when when they had to pay out that like billion dollar lawsuit because it came out that their brakes weren't working, and that it, it turned out that that wasn't the case. You guys remember that? Yep, I remember that. Malcolm Gladwell talked about it on his on his podcast. Anyway, okay, so um, how about we talk about the cost? I want to talk about the worst Super Bowl commercial. The worst one? Yeah, any come to mind? Because I got one. What? And it's awful. Uh, Wait, wait, wait. All right, all right. And it's not anything that, like, anyone thought was good. And I'm like, the Mr. Planters, or not Mr. Planters. What, the the Dolphin Sounds? Killing Mr. Peanut, that whole campaign. uh, I've got thoughts on that. Everyone, a lot of people loved it. I think it's a stupid idea. Why did people like it? What did they like about it? What? So why I, was there a dolphin sound? Was that something that like, I didn't understand? Why I it think was, it was it like was just a random off, thing. Like, oh, 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 well, nope, someone said, like, someone at my house said something like, recently some dolphin had died, and and so this was like an inside joke that the dolphin had been reincarnated in the body of Mr. Peanut or something. Uh, what I got was that they had been saying that they were going to kill off Mr. Peanut for a while. And then, well, they did kill him. And then off. They did, yeah, they did, yeah, I guess. But and then they were going to have the funeral on the Super Bowl, um, and then people, and then were the Kobe thing Kobe. happened. Kobe. Yeah, yeah, the Kobe. Then they thing. paused all the ads on like social, and then uh, they still aired the, the whole thing. But you know what agency was behind that? No, it was Vayner Media. Was, was it behind was, the was planters like killing off Mr. Peanut? Hmm. And I just don't understand. Like, and then they bring back the baby. Or they don't bring back. They make him like a, a baby peanut, which I feel like is like a poor man's baby. baby you know, I was I was listening to this pod or this uh, video recently. Is on the masterclass uh, thing. You guys know masterclass? Yeah. Oh, you got a subscription? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was about to buy one. Well, we should do one uh, for an agency. I'd like to get the whole company one. Anyway, Goodby and Silverstein. They just released one, which is like I haven't been in the app for a long time, but uh, um, oh, the ad. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's that, the uh-huh. reason I was wanting to buy it. I yeah, was like, it's great. I, I just so far, I mean, I'm, all, I'm only one video in, but so far it's been great. But one line they have in there that I really like is, "Advertising is art in service of capitalism," and um, that like really resonates with me. And and I think too often, advertising gets away from the the fact of you need to move units with this. You know, like this has a purpose. But then I think you can also totally go the other way. But just realizing that this is art and it should be art, but in service of capitalism, service of a business objective. And uh, I feel like the Mr. Peanut thing got way too, I, I don't know, I'd be surprised if anyone is going out buying planters because of that or has any better feelings or there's anything measurable, any measurable benefit. But I you know I could be totally wrong. I mean, that's a lot of commercials. That's always the age-old debate. It's like, are they actually going to sell? Is Cheetos going to sell I, I, more? I, I, like, I value a a liberal um, interpretation of whether or not uh, a commercial provides value. I think there's so much that we can't measure that that is valid and, and should be. I mean, I think the fact that you have a commercial running while you're running paid ads on Facebook or Google will increase the performance of those paid ads. And there's no way to prove that's the case, really. And, and with certainty, although I guess you could run like a flighting schedule with your paid uh, your commercials. Anyway, I, I think there's so much value that we can't even describe. And I think even with that liberal definition of 
whether or not an ad is worth it, I think the planters one falls short. I agree. And and, and many others do too. When you say falls short, you mean like in the way that they are performing from an ROI standpoint? Um with a very loosely defined term of ROI, yes, I think they're they're falling short. So, so in most cases, in a, in a statistic, which I should have written down but didn't, so I'll just make one up real quick. <laughs> um, most companies that have a an ad in the Super Bowl do it one time and then never come back. So mm-hmm. there are actually very few companies that do it year after year after year. Most of them come in, they try it, and then they... They get out of Which there. I also think is is kind of a mistake because I think they're having a too rigid definition of ROI. Um, but I, I I don't know. I, I think if I was a company and um, I don't know, this is maybe too hard to say. If you're if you're stretching to find the budget to get in a Super Bowl ad, I think you're probably making a wrong decision. I, well, that's true. I also read that some some companies use the Super Bowl as a way to launch their product. Okay. And then once it's launched, they don't need so it. So they anymore. still buy into it. The the idea of doing it. So they're not not coming back because they feel like it was right. a failure. Okay. I, I'm I'd sure. Buy that. I, no, no. I'd I'd buy I'm that. sure that's the yeah. case. In, I'm, I'm sure it's that's the case most of the time. Is that they think, oh, this is going to be awesome. It's not because they have too rigid of a definition of what success looks like. Right. And they pull out and, uh, an interesting one, Doritos, for, or not Doritos specifically, but Frito-Lay. I watched an interview of the CMO of Frito-Lay talk about why they pulled out on some of their uh, Super Bowl commercials. And it's because of their aging demographic. They mm. said the millennials, which was their main demographic on the Super Bowl. They're not were, watching the Super Bowl. Well, it's not. Well, I'm, or maybe. I, I, don't, I know. don't know about that. But what, what he was saying was uh, at the time they were doing this, they were using uh, – User-generated content for, yeah, their, so for their ads. I actually participated in that. They were contests that you would go and create your own ad, yeah. and then you would get votes or whatever, and top would be aired in the Super Bowl. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so at the time, that was our that we're millennials. That's right. what they were doing. Right. But at but then the millennials grew up, and now Gen Z they they create content in such a different way that they can't pull off the same mm. the same uh, strategy. So in uh, the the interview goes into a little bit more detail uh, as to why they kind of switch things around, but I, it was really interesting to me that they are so locked into their audience that they know when to move on and, yeah. and when to, when to when to change and and how they need to. Yeah, to I don't know that I things. would because Pepsi is also Free to Lay, right? Pepsi is owned by Free to Lay. Yeah. Pepsi Lay or whatever the Pepsi owns Free to Lay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, I, I don't that know that way? I would accuse them of yeah, being like, very oh. in touch with their audience. Pepsi. So, yeah. it, so that's actually a pretty good segue because because ad uh, ad meter has been running since 1982, and they have picked a, a a winning commercial every year since then. And I went back and I counted every single winner and how many times they won, and I've got the top five here. So, if you think about all the companies <clears throat> that have been uh, airing Super Bowl ads since you were born. Yep. And, and and beyond, who do you think had the best ones? Budweiser, number one. Brandon, I think Budweiser. Budweiser was number one. Boom. What about number two? And are we Go talking? Daddy. Wait, wait. Are Go we Daddy. talking consecutive? Like not no, consecutive, not consecutive but like but total total number of wins. Yes. So Budweiser so like had Apple eight. had that one that just like rocked the world, but they had, that was just the one. That was just the one. So In fact, they, they okay. didn't even win that year. Oh, they what didn't. was the Apple okay. one you're referring to? Why 1984 oh, will be 19, like yeah, 1984. That was a Super Bowl ad? That, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was so Super Bowl. weird. So weird. That ad was so weird. Uh so the number two one, trick question, Bud Light. 
because <laughs> it's still kind of Budweiser. And okay. they had six. So you have eight from Budweiser, six from Bud Light, winning years. And number seven, is, or sorry, number three with uh, five wins is Pepsi. So Pepsi okay. has had, uh, after the alcohol, you've, you've got Pepsi. Coke is not on there even one time. Uh, mm-hmm. And number four is Doritos, and they had three years Which out of is- all of them. Same company. Same company, yeah. And then after that is Nike, and Nike only had two. And most of them, Nike, mm. I think both of them were in the 80s. Like, since then, they have, and I, I don't think they're really doing it that much anymore. I, I started, I'm starting to get the feeling, like, every year, uh, I've never missed a Super Bowl, even in times that I probably should have missed a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> when, what, you had a kid or something? Uh, no. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. On my mission, I would catch pieces oh, I see what you're saying. of the Super Bowl. I've anyway, seen two, two Super Bowls in my entire really, life. I've never missed one. And this one was the second one I've seen. So I'm getting the sense that you are now starting to be moved towards the majority and I the minority. I Like every year, I just feel like less and less people I know even watched. Last year was a record low. Yeah. Uh, I, did, I didn't see anything about this year's numbers. I think it was up. But the cost of Super Bowl ads keeps going up. Yeah, I, I, it's starting. I feel like it's starting to be like a a sports fan thing. I mean, it's always been a sports fan thing, but I, people would watch who aren't sports fans just because it's a big event and it's cool. But I'm, you know, I'd be surprised if it's still. I mean, it's not going to be what it what it is now, even five ten years from no, now. No, I, I don't. Think. I don't think it is. They're going to have to change. Which to me is sad. Like I miss. I, I miss, think it'll still I miss be. It. It. It's still. It's still a so. Like my wife does not like football at all, but she likes the Super Bowl because it's like a social event where you sure. eat food and a stuff like that. A lot of people like think it's an American thing to do. The yeah, guy who invited kind of become... me to his Super Bowl party, he does not watch any football except the Super Bowl. I don't either. And he gets, I never he watch gets football. way Only into his... it. Me too. I'm like, dude, you don't even watch football. Like, what, like why are you... Uh, how do you even choose what team you're rooting for right now? <laughs> dude, I have like tons of food that I make and then I also have <coughs> um, bets that people make. They fill out a... Uh, like a Google form, that you know, I haven't bet on the score. I haven't bet on uh, uh, interceptions, and then I haven't bet on commercials. And like, how many? Like this year, we did how many ads are going to be political in nature, and how many ads will Budweiser release? Uh, and, and then whoever wins gets a like a, a big price. I love the Super Bowl. I never watch football except for the Super Bowl. Dude, Paxton, I've known you for a lot of years. I've never and invited until you. this exact <laughs> moment. I thought we were like pretty good friends. <laughs> Uh, I only, I really only do it with family. It's just, it's really just my brothers. <laughs> I, I bring a ton of people over. It's like this huge no, party. I always have way too much food. Uh, I don't know why I make guacamole in such large quantities. It's because of the ads. That's an office quote. I think you're going to see more commercials integrate avocados. They make social media and stuff more. Which, to Vayner Media's credit, one thing they were doing with the Mr. Peanut ad is when you went to his Twitter account. It, it was already ready, like baby peanut, whatever, like they changed the name and everything, but they actually were doing something where it was like, it was a live stream and you could tweet at baby peanut, anything to do. And it will try to do it in real time. So I'm sure they had a whole team just trying to make it do different animations. So I think they realized like, I think they were trying to go after a younger demographic there where they're sitting on Twitter and social media the whole time while other people are watching the game yeah. and interacting with them on those devices 
So I think you're going to see a little bit more of that to well, where the commercials been, expand, not yeah. just with ads, but interactive experiences. Yeah. And, and and we've already seen that. Like just a few years ago, I don't remember when it was, but they started uh, when commercials started to become more the the popular thing to talk about rather than the game. And they started publishing or, or or releasing the commercials weeks before the the Super Bowl even aired because that's what that's what people were were there watching about. It's funny because during the game, people are yelling and screaming, and then during the commercials, everyone's like, "Shut up, shut up! I want to I want to hear this." Yeah. Uh, and, and it's going to continue to evolve. It's going to continue to evolve. It was actually the Apple commercial that started the trend of creating commercials that were like went all out in in the Super Bowl. So people copying Apple just like usual. Same old story. Is that right, Brandon? Did the Hulu ad get you guys with Tom Brady? No, I, I like, I bear, like, I didn't catch for that just one. a split I, second. I thought they set it up like he was going to retire, and like he was, he bought this spot. He's like, you to need to hear his retirement. Yeah, he's like, you know, you need to hear it straight from me, and it was like all serious and black and white. Yeah, I didn't. He's like, I need to tell you that, one. that Hulu is more than just live sports, <laughs> and so I'm sure that cost him a pretty penny getting yeah. him on there. But because you sure keep he seeing the stupid Hulu one. has live sports ads. And his Hulu has oh, more than is live anyone, sports. Is anyone using Cameo? Uh, why do I know Cameo? So you can pay celebrities oh, to say yeah, whatever. I want to use it more. We need to use it. Yeah, because I want to use it for like dimensional marketing and stuff with, with potential. I've never even heard of it. So yeah, you can just go on Cameo. There's a bunch of celebrities like you, like uh, Meredith and Kevin from The Office are on there. So and you just say, so hey, it's like I Fiverr want... with celebrities. Yeah, they'll yeah. say anything you want. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. They'll say anything the you want. The cost is... I mean, I'm sure there's limitations. I mean, like, I think Peyton Manning's on there, and yeah. it's not cheap. Well, but it depends, it depends on who, who it, is. it is. Some people are overpriced. But like Chris Hansen, I feel like 500 was like the cap. Who's Chris Hansen? Chris Hansen, or not Chris Hansen, that's the, to catch a predator. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chris, uh, the, the uh, Harrison. bachelor. Harry, Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dude, he's on there for 500 bucks, and you can get him to say anything. For five hundred dollars. See, that would be cool to like wrap that into like a marriage proposal or something like that. So my yeah. wife is a big fan of Survivor, and uh, I got like the top six most famous, like her favorite Survivor people, to wish her <laughs> a happy birthday for her thirtieth birthday. And this is audio, not, not video. No, it's video. Oh, shut up. Yeah. So it's just like it has has like I don't know if you guys know Boston Rob from Survivor. Anyway, he's like really no, famous and he's like one of the best survivor players. But he's just like, Hey, this is Boston Rob. Just want to wish you uh at least a happy birthday, Paxton. Let me know. I shouldn't need to reach out to you. And uh, and then they, awesome. I, I said to everybody, I was like, Hey, my wife's turning thirty. If you could wish her a happy birthday, she's a big fan, and then tell her something cool about uh, like a survivor trivia thing that no one knows. And so they would all say like, well, something that most people don't know is on this episode, this thing happened and it was really cool. Like, so how awesome. much how much do survivor people cost? 30 bucks a pot. No way. Yeah. Oh dude. And if the office people so you are on there, call them mockery. Dude, my, my wife would love that. You can get the uh, soup Nazi on from Seinfeld. 80, yeah. bu- 80 bucks. Yeah. yeah no 80 thanks. bucks for you. Yeah. And he'll just yell <laughs> at someone for you. Yeah, no thanks. But yeah, it's pretty uh, cool. I want to do something like this for I'm surprised how many like celebrities are on here. Yeah. Like how many are willing to do. But I'm just saying this is something that marketers are going to oh, Brett Favre. are going to ruin. So let's, so let's do it, it first. first. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Brett Favre, man. He was in what commercial was he in? He was in a commercial. Oh, he's, he's on those, He's uh, in a he was in an old last year's Super Bowl commercial. He was in a Wix commercial. I wonder if you can use these for ads like can you pay Brett Favre 
$400 to give your company an endorsement type thing. It's I like, doubt it. Hey, what's up, Brett Favre? Just want to let you know, you know, you got to be using 97 floor for your marketing. That's a terrible ad, but like, okay, I'm just going to run Facebook ads just all say, day on that. Just say something like, hey, uh, I just want to say my wife's name is 97th floor. If you could uh, let everyone know how great she is. <laughs> <laughs> that is oh, yeah, there's a Chris. Oh, he went up 100 bucks. Chris Harrison is $600 now. He was yeah. 500 when I last checked. So, okay, that's interesting. It's the guy from Cameo? Fire Festival. Cameo. That, uh, Andy King. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Fire Festival. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he'll uh, take one for the team. Remember that? No, I don't, no. I don't know what you're talking about. You've seen Fire Festival documentary. It's called Fire. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, he's known for like saving a bunch of stuff because he did stuff that will not say on the podcast. Take one for the team. You got me. Come on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He's a really popular person on Cameo. Like, like a lot of businesses will use like a coworker will do a really good job and they'll oh, pay him like hey you know great job packs and taking one for the team yeah no thing. way uh-huh. oh so Kevin he, Kevin O'Leary's on there too dude that is so oh, funny that's funny Kevin O'Leary <laughs> so he's basically just had to fig- he's just like a laughing stock but he's kind of owned it Stan- yeah Kevin O'Leary twelve see that's a guy like that bucks. surprises me how like, much twelve hundred dollars that he's willing to do it. It's just the fact that he's like, yeah, like Wait, it's, this is, it's two minutes tops, six hundred bucks a minute. This is Kevin, but like the brand, like I feel like it's like you're selling yourself. No, a that little guy, bit. that guy, he's he's just like he's all about capitalism and all about. I guess you know. I think it, he's making. This more is money the office guy. No, this is Kevin. O, this is the Shark Tank guy. Oh, Shark Tank, Mister Wonderful. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's he's doing that, huh? I think this plays perfectly into his brand. Sure. Sure, I that's guess exactly. That's interesting. That's exactly what you would do. Do you want dude, a quick fun fact about Super Bowl ads? We, dude, let's do this. Let's get, let's get, let's use Cameo. Let's find someone that matches the Below the Fold brand, and get them, and we'll pay them to to do something for us, and we'll air it. What do you All want right. them to do? No, I don't know. We can talk about that off off the air, but I think that would be a cool cool thing. So maybe next week. What what's the? How long does it take them to fulfill? Sometimes they do it within the hour, and sometimes it takes like I think the maximum is a week or two. I think I want to say a week. Okay, so we'll 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 look into that. And uh, in fact, well, yeah, we'll we'll do something cool like that. I like it. Okay, so the Super Bowl ads, uh, in uh, not the ads, in 1967 is when the Super Bowl started. Uh, how much do you think it cost for a 30 second spot? Probably like thirty seven thousand, thirty seven five hundred. Probably. No, it's more than that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 200000 So uh, I think Brandon cheated. Because I, I had that, that as one of my facts. <laughs> yeah. So it was actually. I also adjusted it, I adjusted it for inflation as well, if you want was, that number. So too. what is that? It's averaged at 40000 because there was a range. Adjusted for inflation. That's uh, about 290000 Oh, so I was pretty close. In today's I, my money. guess was adjusted for inflation. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so that was for 30 seconds. And this past Super Bowl, it was up to five point six million. That's what I got. So we 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 moved past the million dollar mark in nineteen ninety four, and it's now been twenty six years. It's uh, more than quadrupled. I do think people talk less about the commercials than they did. um, Oh yeah, in like five years ago, in five ten years ago. Dude, I still remember. In fact, this last uh, so. Gosh, what? Oh, no, no. It was last year. I want to say it was last year. It may not have been. Uh, there was a, a collaboration between Wix and 
Kung Fu Panda. Did you guys see this commercial? I think mm-hmm. it was last year. Uh, and they, in so it was basically Kung Fu Panda. It was the animation, and Poe, who's the panda, right? He and his dad, his little duck dad, were doing their little noodle business, and uh, <laughs> and Poe was like, "How do we get more business?" And he imagined different ways they could like advertise. And then the the duck dad, whatever his name is, came back and he's like, "No, we just need a good website." And he just shows his computer and it's all Wix and stuff like that. But in that commercial, they had uh, they recreated within the the animation the Budweiser commercial, the Budweiser. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, why was that so popular? I think Budweiser was the first. I mean, I feel like they were like they changed the way Super, like Super Bowl commercials were just commercials for products. And then now it's like, oh, it's all I mean, about being funny. Do you remember that? Do you remember the whole commercial? Like the no, premise I don't. Of it? I just know that it's that funny. commercial. That commercial is like, if if you're like, what Super Bowl commercial is the most memorable that you think of? Mm-hmm. Th- that will always show up. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a funny commercial. I mean, basically, it's these three frogs sitting on a log, and one just says "bud" and or whatever, and they start saying this, and you have no idea why they're saying it, and then it turns to what they're looking at and it's a Budweiser neon sign that's short circuited and it just says the bud and then the wise and then the er and so they're just reading it like it's just a funny but <laughs> that is definitely one of the most memorable and then you also have the, the was that was yeah. an iconic one yeah it's just this I mean <laughs> part of it is like a, an indictment of humans and our ability to remember things and it's just like Hey, if you just say one thing over and over again, we will f- remember that forever. They said Budweiser probably like ten times in that commercial. You say "was up" fifteen times, and it's just like, and then you, and you people, and that's you quoted. That's the touchstone. So the 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 "was up" what what was that com- company? Uh, but I think it was Budweiser. Yeah, I, drinking I think a it was Bud. Budweiser. Yeah. Oh, was. Uh, he was like, yeah, Bud. watching the game, drinking a Bud. Didn't they? Uh, was that a What's parody or is that a follow-up where they did all the white yeah, guys? Yeah. And it's like, they what are you doing? <laughs> Just drinking an import. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I do uh, think, though, the one trend that has changed is I feel like it was beer companies that dominated the Super Bowl, and that's changed, where they're just a part of it. It's not like you look for, like, what are the beer companies doing? Well, I'm sure it's because... different people, right? Because Budweiser, most of I said they won eight times. Most of those times were in the early 2000s, like the first 10 years after 2000. They just dominated. And I imagine it was probably the same agency or the same team who was, like, really brainstorming. And they were killing it. And then they just move on. And then you have people who just aren't as creative and can't, can't, can't do that well, stuff. Well, the thing is, uh, it's not even the – it's not Budweiser that's creative. It's – like Goodby and Silverstein are the ones that did the Budweiser frogs, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so it's the ad agencies. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's whether yeah, or not right. the, the brand hires the right agencies. Well, more whatever, than just but... hires, you also have to give them creative liberties. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. I imagine the execs at, at Budweiser are way more open minded. I mean, there are probably a lot of people who are like, what the hell did I just watch? Like, right. no, like back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I think they they just kind of let them go, and that's when you that's when you see really great things happen. I do uh, think this year was much less political than I, I do I previous agree. years, well, which I was surprised, and less controversial too. I mean, you have commercials like the GoDaddy one that isn't necessarily hmm. uh, political, but is very controversial and really kind of disturbing. Wait, this year? No, no, the one where the supermodel like 
like Mac down on that super oh, yeah. nerdy guy. Yeah, go. Well, that wasn't GoDaddy. Or that was GoDaddy. Yeah, that was GoDaddy. Yeah. GoDaddy comes to my like, and I think like Super Bowl commercials. Did they think, have a commercial I this year? Budweiser. I haven't seen GoDaddy I in last years. I don't feel like they've done. But they had a streak a for a few years where yeah. it's like GoDaddy was always pushing the envelope. Yeah, on yeah, stuff. Yeah. I will say that that ruined my perception of GoDaddy. Like when you buy a domain, you want it from a company that you trust. Like in my head. I flipped. I trusted GoDaddy more because I was like, they're legit. Like they've had multiple years doing super. Like they huh. must be good. Really. I don't know. I just associate because they've got the money for multiple I years them with porn well. now. Like I view them as the kind of company where if I want to buy a domain name, you don't look for it on GoDaddy because if they see you looking for it, they're going to go buy it. Like I, I, I they seem <laughs> the kind of company that would do some crap like that. Maybe. Yeah. That's that's those commercials belong with someone with a name like Domain Hole. <laughs> domain Hole. <laughs> name cheap. Get your domains at Namecheap. Um, yeah, it was a good Super Bowl. The game? Uh, no, it was a good. Oh, sorry, it was a good Super Bowl. It was a great Super Bowl. It was a good game. Although I, was, I wanted the 49ers to win. Uh, really? I, I hate the 49ers. So, so you know how you so, hate the 49ers. Well, I, I don't. I'm not a, much of a sports guy, but I did fill out one of the sheets that like all the odds. You know, like yeah. is it going to be heads or tails? Who's going to win the coin toss? Yeah. How long is the national anthem going to go? Uh, what songs is are J Lo and Shakira gonna sing? Anyway, I guessed a ton of them right. I guessed that they'd use orange Gatorade to dump on on the coast. It was yellow? No, it was orange. Get out of here. Oh, on on his TV, right. maybe you're... it was it was <laughs> orange. You calibrate your TV. I think I think you might be right. Dude, I, afterwards I was thinking about it and I was like, dude, it's probably. I bet there are statistics, or if if, if there aren't, I bet if someone went back, they'd see that orange is mostly used to dump on coaches because one, it's the end of the game, and two. All the other ones aren't full, and orange is the nastiest flavor. Maybe. So it's usually the flavor that has the most in its freaking The blue cooler. goes first. Um, yeah, you're right. It was orange. What are you what, looking at here? What a great... This is all the colors that have been... In Super Bowl? Since Super Bowl 35. No way. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, what a great ad for Gatorade, by the way. For free. They probably actually paid It does look like orange. Well, clear had a bunch of years here, but... I guess it's not. It is more varied than I thought it would be. But still more more orange. Yeah, there is. Yellow. Yellow. But purple, barely. I love purple Gatorade. That sounds like uh, we need to wrap up when we start color, uh, yeah, talking about Gatorade right. colors. Yep. Well, if you've enjoyed this episode, we invite you to leave a review on iTunes. I don't have iTunes on my phone, so I can't. Feel free to reach out. Our, Smash that like button. Our uh, our email address is info, you know, inbound. At the bl- <laughs> uh, has it been since July since I've said this? Uh, our email is inbound at belowthefold.io. And until next week, we'll catch you below the fold. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Lambeau Field. 50 degrees. We've got ourselves a matchup. Tom Brady, Brett Favre. It's going to be a cold one. Oh, boy. Let's go.